All right, everyone, this is Lindsay. Hey, it's Anna. And we have a guest today. Very exciting. Bob James with Silent Theory. Welcome, bud. <laughs> oh, thank you guys so much for having me. This is kind of a big deal. Very this big deal. Very big deal for us. Because we're just this like, just the two of us. I'll give you a little intro on who we are. So we live, are you in Idaho, right? Uh, basically. The rest of the guys live in Idaho. Um, the band is based out of Moscow, Idaho. I currently live in Pullman, which is, you know, eight oh. miles of the Washington mm-hmm. side of the border. Yeah. Yeah, we live, so about an hour, I don't know, what'd you say, hour and a half north of Seattle? Yeah, not even an hour and a half, probably a little, like, I mean, Lindsay's a little farther uh, out, but uh, we're like an, about an hour from Seattle, so not too bad. Okay, it depends so on traffic, are, always. You guys are up past Marysville then, huh? Yeah, yep, yep, a little bit right near Marysville, Stanwood um, and Camino Island, so. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah I actually there. grew up in Bremerton, so West Side is kind of the old stomping grounds. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> well, well, it's nice to have someone who's like, from here because the bands we've interviewed are like in texas and new york and stuff and everyone thinks we're like so fucking far away maybe we are (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean for what it's worth when mitch because you guys had been coordinating the interview through one of the other band members and uh he told me the interview was a 5 30 and then you guys emailed 8 30 and i was like oh there must be like a time zone thing and uh no, when I went to look at the original email, you guys started with, hey, we're from West Seattle or, you know, like yeah. near Seattle. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what Mitch is doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to out Lindsay or anything, but I'm going to anyways, because the reason I even knew you guys were from Idaho is because Lindsay was like, they're in Idaho. Is it? A, is It's not a different time zone, is it? And I'm like, no, it shouldn't be. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. There's parts of it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. To be fair. Uh, about halfway between Moscow and Boise, there's a bridge that has a big stamp on it. That's I don't know how old, but like that's where the time zone changes to mountain. And so, like, okay, Boise's so, in yeah, so it happens. So you guys are both right. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I just learned something. I'm like, I don't know. Are we all? Pacific yeah, that's Northwest? Like, no. I was thinking like parts of it could be, and then I thought, wait, that is, would that be weird for part of a state to be in a different time zone? But I guess not. What's always been weird to me is that Arizona just gave up on uh, daylight savings like 15 years ago. And so yeah. like half the year they're on with West Coast and half the year they're off by an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. I wish we would just give it up. Me too. I think I'm we're scared. finally doing it. I think yeah. we're on the road. I think they're about to vote it in. Close. We're getting there. <laughs> we need it. I am struggling this week. Mm-hmm. Usually I feel like it gets worse every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Did you go to Wazoo then? Uh, I did. Yeah. I didn't graduate from Wazoo. I did fail out of Wazoo, but yeah, that's why I originally moved here. <laughs> well, did you party too hard? Uh, it's something like that. I mean, yeah. I don't really have the excuse of youth because uh, I joined the Marines right out of high school and did some community college and stuff like that to get my mm-hmm. associate's degree. And then at like 26, I enrolled in WSU and I was like, oh, I'm going to live the traditional party life, you know, the college experience. And then that didn't go very well. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you go? So, cause my dad was in the Marines. Um, where all did you travel to? Were you, were you just in the four for four years? Uh, it was uh, six years active, two years inactive. So I did boot camp in California. 
down San Diego and uh, Camp Pendleton. And then when we were getting ready to ship out to Iraq, we basically bounced around from uh, Camp Lejeune back to the uh, like Riverside. We went to some abandoned uh, housing development, did a bunch of like urban training there, and then could, I don't know. It was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was technically in the reserves, but I was on active duty for like ninety percent of the time I was in. <laughs> so oh yeah. So you went to Iraq then? I did. Oh, very long time ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, my dad was, he was still enlisted then, but he had just went um, on a tour somewhere. And so him and another guy had to switch. And so he went to Iraq instead of dad. So crazy time to be alive. Mm -hmm. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And to add to it, my birthday is 9-11. Oh, which geez. is a joy to tell everybody. <laughs> oh, so. Never forget. I know. No, they don't. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to try to keep this to an hour because the okay. past few live interviews that we've done, we just get carried away and we want to talk to you forever. And we're, you know, we got to go to bed too. So yeah, we, we don't mind. We talk, we, we can talk forever, but we, uh, we want to be respectful of everyone's time too. Yeah. So do you need to be off by a certain time? No, no, we're good. No. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, do you want to kind of get us or give us an intro of how the band started and just kind of, you can talk as long as you want about that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so Mitch and I have been playing together for oh God, a really long time. Uh, we started playing in a band together in like 2006 um and that slowly kind of evolved and we brought in scott towards the end of that and then you know when that project ran its course we kind of had that sit down conversation of like you know is this where we end or do we keep going like do we reform kind of stuff like that mm-hmm. and we decided that we had a lot left in the tank and that's when we formed silent theory and um uh, when we were getting ready to write our first well, we were finished up writing our first album, getting ready to re- record it. Uh, we brought George into the band, and I moved to guitar. Mm. And um, what were you playing before? Uh, I started off playing bass. Bass, okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, and so that was November two thousand nine, early two thousand ten that we started. Uh, we did an album, did a tour, um, and then our singer at the time just you know had different life plans. Um, he was looking to settle down and, you know, just wanted to go a different direction. Um, and so we ended up parting ways with him and kind of sat stagnant for about you know, almost like two and a half, three years, something like that. Cause we auditioned, I don't even know how many singers we're starting to lose hope. We actually had a guy that we brought into the band for about a year. Um, was not a good cultural fit. Um, wasn't really a good sonic fit either. Like at the time I was just like, well, he can sing. It's not the music we want to make, but you know, it'll yeah. work. Um, and so when we parted ways with him, um, we were like, well, I don't know, this is another crossroads. And then it was just one of those like serendipitous kind of things as far as uh, Scott's now wife, her like longtime childhood best friend was working at a bank and there was just randomly talking with her manager. And she was like, yeah, you know, my, my friend's got a band. They just have no singer. And he's like, oh, well, my singer's without a, or my son's a singer without a band. 
Oh, um, nice. and we're like, oh, well, what are the odds? You know, whatever. And so, like, we got in, we got in touch with him and did like a phone call with Dakota, and we're like, yeah, I mean, a little weird, but you know, seems like he checks out. And so we brought him up to Moscow from Boise for you know the weekend, and from that first practice, we're like, this is the guy. Mm. Um, and we haven't looked back. And so Dakota's been with us since like 2013, I think. Um, oh, ten years. And yeah, it's mm. been a long, hard grind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we put out delusions and fragile minds, and you know, fragile minds just we didn't do we didn't know what we were doing at that point. Um, we just released it as a single, and it was our first like real actual music video, and. Mm you know, whatever higher power you believe in really just kind of blessed us with a good reaction and a lot of views and that just kind of kept multiplying. And yeah, so that's really slowly opened a lot of doors for us. Uh, but yeah, here we are, you know, delusions and hunter be hunted and we're working on new stuff all the time. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're just grinding it out now. Yeah. And you're signed, right? Are you signed right now? Uh, yes and no. So we are not signed to a record label. Um, and you know, we've pursued that a few times over the years and it's just never been the right deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, you know, we've just been lucky enough that like our music videos and all our other streaming platforms have done well enough that like we've kind of been self-funded, um, through all of, all of that stuff. And so we've been kind of piecing together all the stuff that a label usually does for us. So we've, you know, signed with a distribution company and, uh, publishing company we got a manager and like all these we kind of piecing it together ourselves but you know it certainly would be nice if somebody else was you know doing all that work for us <laughs> i bet yeah you've been signed before i always ask bands that have like been in the game for a while like is it better to be or not um it's really hard um we were kind of signed to a label um i would i mean i hesitate to call a label like they were very very nice people i think they were just kind of in over their heads um, and we were signed to them for like a year or two around the time that we released our first album. Mm. Um, and since then we have just kind of been, you know, trying to be more judicious about our, our opportunities that we commit to. Um, but I mean, it's hard because like everybody talks about like the 360 deals and stuff like that. Like there's just not as much money in record labels as there used to be. Um, you know, like the, the seventies and the eighties, they would literally just be like, here's thousands of millions of dollars. Just, you don't get anything off of ticket sales or concert sales. Just have all the money you need and we'll make it back. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, but there is still the convenience of like, they, you know, when it comes to booking tours and, you know, getting on the radio and all these other things, like having those established networks of people where you can just be like, yeah, these are the people we always work with. And, you know, presumably you're not going to like suddenly start working with, you know, shady people or crappy bands or anything like that. So there's a, a little bit of a guarantee in the people that you work with. So, you know, we've had to try and kind of not backdoor, but like kind of find some of those connections ourselves and try and establish some of those relationships. Well, I've, um, I can't tell if, you know, part of my like knowledge of you guys for a long time is partly jaded because I have a friend who um, is from Idaho and he is a huge fan of your guys's. And so I've heard him mention you guys many times, but I've also seen, um, I always get sucked into like whenever some like site puts on like a underrated bands or like the most depressing <laughs> bands. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to look at everyone's comments on these because I want to see it. And I feel oh, like I man. see you guys on there all the time too. So I feel like you guys we are pretty depressing. Yeah. 
Love it. Always. I'll, I'll, I'll add a lot of depressing songs on my playlist from random, yes. random Anna, people on the internet. Anna recommendations. Loves, <laughs> yeah. Anna loves some really like sad. She's, she pays attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. very much. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. I mean, I, I do take that as a compliment because I mean, I've written lyrics in the past and it is definitely a tall task. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest, I mean, Dakota brings a lot to the game, but like he and I could tell the same story and he just tells it in such a, I don't know. He tells it in a very beautiful way that like he's writing from a very specific place about a very specific thing, but he's mm-hmm. telling it in such a way that like when the listeners are listening to it, they're like, you know, that really does remind me of my girlfriend or my boss mm-hmm. or my mom, you know, whatever it is. Like, um, and it just, he makes these stories very approachable um, in a in a way that's not like generic and just kind of, you know, kind of that early 2000s thing where it was just like, you know, borderline country music and the vagueness of the lyrics. Yeah. 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 We talk about that all the time, how anyone listening to it can interpret it their own way. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. So do you write a lot of the lyrics? Do you guys all mix? Um, yes and no. I mean, on delusions, there was definitely a lot more collaborative work on the lyrics. Um, Dakota, Dakota is definitely the workhorse. Um, mm-hmm. but as we've gotten further down the line, um, very rarely do we have edits. Um, I mean, he just, he's really gotten a sense of like where his comfort level is and kind of like this, what our songs really are about. And like I said, I mean, he just, he tells a good story. Um, yeah. people really relate to his lyrics. And so, you know, Unless there's something that we're just like, ah, I don't know, man, that just doesn't really fit. Usually it's just, yeah, go with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. crazy. We um, have you ever heard of the band Varsity? I have. So, we, awesome. yeah. So we interviewed Joey um, the last episode and he said he <laughs> he doesn't write any lyrics. He has to, he listens to the song and then he'll like come up with lyrics that's freaking like on the spot he just <laughs> just starts like on the spot. Yeah. So he's like i gotta relearn all my songs i'm like what the fuck and then i'm like have you talked to anyone else has any do you know any other people that like sing or write songs that do that and he's like i haven't asked but so i guess i'll ask you have you ever done that or do you do that um you know dakota does do that and sometimes it's frustrating because like sometimes he'll like you know Hey, this is what I was thinking, and it'll like run through some lyrics. We're like, that was awesome. I really love that part and stuff. He's yeah. like, cool. And then like he'll get in and record something else, and you're like, I mean, that's also really good. But what happened to that part? He's like, ah, I don't know. I changed it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> he'll be sitting there writing in his notebook and just like, we're like, oh, I really like that line. He's like, cool. And then he just like erases everything he wrote and starts over again. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> turn, turn the page. <laughs> like, keep the old stuff. Mm-hmm. But you just have to have I mean, like a recorder on the whole time or whatever. Yeah. With him. That's funny. So how often do you guys do you have a um well you have your single Agony. Do you have an album coming out soon too? Um we will eventually. I think we're probably, you know, seven tenths or so of the way there. Um I mean, I am very much an album guy. That's the era I grew up in and like I'm dating myself here, but you know, like cassette tapes, records. Uh, CDs, that kind of stuff. Like We're I just probably all I, the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really love the experience of listening to like a composition of like what these people put together. 
And there's some songs, like pretty much any song that comes on from uh, Dookie by Green Bay, as soon as the song ends, like I know exactly what that next song is and I want to yeah. hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, that's just not the world we live in anymore with the, like everything's a lot, very content driven. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the new market is very much like single in a video, you know, something, 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 single in a video. And so like we're kind of trying to toe that line where we're going to keep doing the singles and the videos but as soon as we get to that point, we're like we'll release an album and probably throw like one or two like unreleased tracks on there or something like that, so that there's at least a point to buying the album. Interesting. I feel like I didn't even like realize that that was a tr- that's what's happening now. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, if I like it, that. Uh, I don't necessarily like it, but I am also guilty of like feeding into it as far as like, you know, we all have our playlists or, you know, different things like that. Yeah. You get on a a loop and then you like, like, oh, that's a new song. That's pretty cool. And you're like, you get caught up in the new thing. And so that's just what the new model is. It's just all singles all the time. Yeah. And like, especially when you start getting into like curated playlists on like Spotify and Pandora and some of those really big Mm -hmm. like streaming platforms, like, you know, rightfully so they're constantly turning their, their curated playlists. And so. You got to be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's kind of hard to, I'm the same way. Like I would, I, I loved getting CDs back in the day and like reading through them, like listening to them front to back and reading the little, you know, cover and with all the lyrics. Yeah. I love that. It was like my favorite thing ever, but I haven't bought a CD, an album really in God, I don't even know. It's been a long time. Um, so, I mean, I get it. it. I don't know. I would love for, I guess, bands to continue to do it. But at the same time, I'm even though I, in theory, love it, I guess I'm not really helping in that way either. Well, yeah, yeah because and- none of the cars have, like, CD mm-hmm. players or anything. I'm trying to think. But, I mean, yeah. The last – I'm trying – oh, the last CD I bought was Tool's, like, newest album. Yeah. Because I was like, I need it. You had to have it. I have to have yeah. it to my collection. Yeah. I'm a little obsessed, but, um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it is one of our top selling items at like merch booths. And so I think that's one of those oh. things we'll always have CDs available at shows. Yeah. Um, one, cause I think people like the idea of holding a CD still yeah. like they have, yeah. like they have that tangible, but it's also a really easy thing for us to sign. Yeah, uh, for sure. And so are, are records expensive to have too? I feel like that's more coming back. It is coming back, but it is one of those, like, unless you're willing to commit to, like, an entire inventory of them, they are very expensive to do in small batches. Yeah, Yeah. that's what my buddy was saying, because I was like, oh, you should do, like, records and stuff. And he's like, yeah, no one's, no. (laughs) I guess it was expensive, like, for the quantity that you needed to purchase, and would people buy them and stuff? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So are you, do you have any shows coming up? Oh boy. Um, there's a few that we are trying to get like locked down under contract and we're trying to get some like middle summer, late summer tour stuff figured out. Um, I don't know. We just had a few scheduling things and a few, I don't know, just random things that we didn't get a chance to hop on like early spring stuff, but we're trying to make the most of this summer. Definitely. Yeah. Do you come, you have to come to Seattle then. (laughs) Uh, you know, we haven't. We have played like the Seattle Tacoma area a few times yeah. over the years. Not as often as you'd think, though. Uh, mm. The Seattle market's a little. I don't know. I, I don't know the right word. They're very like proud of their scene, mm. and so they're leery of outsiders. Uh, oh, really? 
A little bit, yeah. I mean, if you get like a good booking agent, like they're definitely cool and work with you. Um, yeah. Especially like because you know, there's been a few times we played like uh, Elcor Zone with uh, mm-hmm. like Smile Empty Soul and a few other bands oh, yeah. that, and like Veer Union. Like, so we've been able to hop on some of those shows. But their their concern is always that we're not going to be able to sell tickets because we're from Idaho, and it's like, well, just let me worry about that. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's also their business, so you know they have to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we freaking live at Elcor Zone. Oh my gosh, yeah. everyone plays there. I, we're going there tomorrow. We're going to see who are you seeing again? Bad Flower. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I have to keep track of all the concerts. Oh, yeah. Lindsay keeps track of a lot of other things and does a whole lot of other stuff, and I do the <laughs> concerts. <laughs> well, our goal this year is to go to see 100 bands. We saw 64 last year. Nice. No. Yeah. Have you gone to any shows? Do you get um, Yeah, I've gone to a few shows. I'm trying to think what the last one was. We tried to go to Bad Flower in Boise this last weekend. I won't point fingers, but one of the people in our group may or may not have been my wife partied a little too hard before the show. And so we didn't end up actually making it. Oh, no. Uh, but we did go to Boise and we were very close to the show. Oh, no. That's what my friend's um, husband one time got like partied too hard. I'll, I'll say that that phrase as well. Right before, <laughs> before Metallica concert, which is her favorite band. And they were like $500 they spent or something and they didn't get to see the show. <laughs> like, oh, I would, yeah. I would have let him I take an Uber. Bye. I feel like have, most but. of us have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we still got a great been. weekend. So yeah. It wasn't fun. I went there a few years ago. I love. I loved it there. I almost wanted to move there. Wow, Could you? Yeah. There's worse places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my friends that live there live in Lewiston, so that's about where I've gone uh, in Idaho, and that's the extent of my Idaho experiences. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Uh, there oh, is better you. places than Lewiston. Yeah, I, 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 Lewiston I, is lovely. <laughs> well, the people in Lewiston are lovely. Uh, there's a paper mill down there, so imagine like the oh. you know the Tacoma yeah. aroma, but like in a smaller yeah. place. Um, yeah. That's like a thing that yeah, I I didn't notice it. I don't think until like the last time I used to go there every year. I haven't been in a few years because of COVID, but I I used to go like every year and didn't notice for the longest time there was even a, a scent <laughs> until like oh, someone man. mentioned. I'm like, like, you're right. It does kind of smell weird here. <laughs> oh man, yeah. there's you one. There, I think there's one in like. Kelso area. Mm. Yeah. Because I remember at like, my old job, I would travel down there and, and I remember my first time I thought the hotel, like something was wrong with the hotel. I'm like, <laughs> fucking smell. Am I going to die? Is <laughs> <laughs> this gas? Yeah. It's, it's awful. Oh my gosh. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. Well, how do you right like living of- in Pullman? Um, I don't mind it. Um, I mean, I moved here 16, 17 years ago, something like that, and had just never left. So, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I really like it. Um, it is funny because like when I'm back home or in around Seattle, like you sit in traffic and you're like, ah, this is just part of life. Like, it's just whatever. Like I, my blood pressure does not go up. However, in Pullman, if it takes me more than like six minutes to get across town, I am livid and just like. <laughs> right. So it is, it is an interesting like paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. yeah it's the other just... thing is just get used. 
you get used to shopping online a lot because like you can get a lot of things like in the general area but if you want something specific you typically have to go to spokane yeah and it's not always worth the drive yeah how far away is pullman to spokane uh it's about 70 miles it's about an hour 15 okay. drive oh, well. so it's really not bad but sometimes not worth yeah. it yeah yeah I feel like, like, I didn't realize until I was older that Spokane was kind of a big city. Like, I mean, I know it's not really a big city, but compared to Stanwood. And so I'm like, whoa, like, Spokane has, like, a ton of things here. <laughs> you can go out at night and, like, walk to places. Like, this is crazy. So, Spokane's happening. Uh, it's yeah. kind of sad these days. It's getting pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, it I is. Mean, yeah. Well, do you It's kind of like Portland, follow- too. Do you follow the Instagram page, Seattle Looks Like Shit? <laughs> no, but I feel like I should. You probably, yes. It's, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's horrendous. Well, I mean. I don't know if you really want to, though. Like, it's not, it's not going to make you feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really uh, bad. Man. It's really bad. Basically, it's just showing videos that people share of people high on fentanyl, and just shitting all over the streets and crime and homeless encampments on fire. Like that's all it is constantly. Oh, yeah. 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 That is kind of a yeah, bummer. Yeah. It's not, not a feel good. <laughs> it is a bummer. <laughs> but I mean, when we go to shows, it's always in, well, Elk Arizona is right, right off the freeway there. So it's yeah. kind of can be hit or miss, but like, I don't know when you get closer to, uh showbox the market and down that way i think there was a shooting at um the crocodile the other oh, really? <laughs> shoot yeah <laughs> great that's, gotta love it that's a bummer yeah i know i mean seattle's never been perfect but like it's also never a city that i've felt uncomfortable walking around i know I, I do know. remember one time in high school, we were over there for a concert or something, and we were over by Westlake, and this guy just, like, goes running by, like, half-dressed, and he's just screaming, like, oh, he's gonna get me, he's gonna get me, and we're like, oh, that's sad. Probably has some mental illness or something. Yeah. About a block behind him was a guy with a butcher knife, <laughs> and I was like, I think he's gonna oh, get him. Geez. Oh, no! <laughs> like, oh, maybe it's gonna miss. like, uh-oh. Dang. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, I feel like this no. were- <laughs> Why was he half-dressed? Was he not doing something? He shouldn't have been he doing. He might have been. He might have been. <laughs> oh, the night guy was justified. Oh, no. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, Anna, do you want to do um, the questions or should we do Justin's question? Oh. For all of us? Sure. Let's do Justin's first while I pull these up. Okay, so we have a friend, Justin. He has a band, one-man band called Never Titled, and he uh, recorded a bunch of questions for us. They're kind of like icebreaker questions. So um, let me play it, and then we'll, I don't know, rock, paper, scissors, who goes first. This is Justin from Never Titled, and you're listening to Rock the Cat Box. You're stuck in your Spotify is on repeat. You can't change it. Which song makes you? Which song breaks you? Hey, kids. Hmm. That is a <laughs> great question. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think uh, right now, one of the songs that I'm really just like stuck on, even though it's been out for a little while, is that song Dial Town oh, yeah. by Catch Your uh-huh. Breath. Oh, yeah. 
Oh God, that song is catchy. Start to finish. Just so good. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I hate to say it because like I did at one point in my life, love these bands, but like, I feel like at this point, like anything that five finger death punch or disturb puts out, it just kind of sounds like five finger death punch or De- uh, disturbed yeah. and just kind of makes me a little sad, but also just usually change the channel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. We I've seen yeah. Five Finger Death Punch many times in concert, and the more recent oh, stuff, I'm life. like, eh, you know, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna change it. Maybe I, I might, but like, I'm, it's I, I haven't I haven't put any on my my playlist for a long time. <laughs> you know, that's like my my gauge for if I like things enough. It's like, yeah, let me add that to my playlist. Like that's that's my that's how I know. Really that like. makes me feel better, Bob, because. We're going to go mm-hmm. see Disturbed, but I'm really going for Breaking Benjamin, and I'm glad they're opening for Disturbed because I told Anna, I'm like, one, I hate where they're playing, which is White River. Yeah. Can't stand Ooh. that venue. Not my favorite venue. <laughs> yeah, like, the venue nobody. itself is fine. It's not my favorite, but, like, getting out after the show is an absolute yep. nightmare. Yep, the worst. Why can't they figure that out? I don't understand. That and the Tacoma Dome. It just it's a fucking free for all. So um yeah, but I'm gonna leave probably during disturbed. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna get on the road. I'm excited to see disturbed. I've never seen them. I think it's gonna be a cool, a cool show. And even if I don't love every song that they've ever put out, I'm still pretty excited to see them. I would I would definitely go see them live. I think David Draymond is an unbelievable singer. Right. For Mm -hmm. sure. Yes. But all right, those are some good ones. What about you, Lindsay? What are your um make? Oh gosh, what's I've just been on a I, well, I'm obsessed with Sleep Token, so Chokehold by Sleep Token. I can just listen to that on repeat. I mean, I have. And then um, this, <laughs> what would break me? Kind of going back to love. I mean, I love corn, but whenever this. <laughs> Whenever I would plug it like my iTunes back in the day, the it would go by the first song that like alphabetized and the song that would always play is Adidas. Oh yeah. All day. Oh yeah. Next, if I were to hear that song. Because <laughs> 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 every time it's on, I'm like, next, yeah. next. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> hmm. It's a great music video. I love it, but yeah. What about you, Nana? Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm trying to think. Um, I, you know, I don't know why. I, I kind of like go through like weird times where I go back to old songs too. Just like, you know, like like the dial tone song's not super new either. But, um, but I don't know. This one randomly came up for me and I've listened to it many times lately. And it's... Um, Better Homes and Gardens by Taking Back Sunday. And it's an older song, like years older. For some reason, yeah. I just like listened to that one like on repeat. And I didn't even listen to that album when it came out. So I don't even know how it just randomly came up. But I, I throw it back sometimes to my old, my buddies, Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday will always hold such a special place yeah. in my heart. Like, I don't I love know. Them. I love them. Like, they are one of those bands that like I love so much. And then I saw them. Actually, my favorite concert I think that I've ever seen in a lot of, was at the Showbox when it was just the Showbox. I guess you're called right. it now. Um, but yeah, they played um, with a band called Emmanuel, and I'm trying to remember who else. But like, it was such a good show. 
it was just like i don't know i could still feel that whole show like yeah I don't know, just oh yeah mm. I, I love it so guys. a lot um i don't know if i really understand the break me part like just a song that i that i, that I have on my playlist that i don't want to listen to or but um yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um let me think i Oh my gosh, what's your kitty's name? Uh, this is my 25 ish pound cat, buddy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Been together for like 12 years. <laughs> it's my longest standing roommate. <laughs> Too cute. I love it. We always have the pet friends. Did you say yours break you? No, I still- Nana, <laughs> I thought maybe we'd get distracted. Like, I love them all. <laughs> I know it's oh, too no. hard. I can't do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's too. It's too hard for me, guys. We love them all. I can't. I get very. I also get very <laughs> like. Uh, like not that I have to have any kind of loyalty to bands or anything, but if I love them once, I'm like no. It's fine. Even if like their newer albums are not great, I'm like, it's okay. It's just, it's all right. It's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this. We're going to listen to it anyway. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> we'll get through this. <laughs> Shit. Like That's funny. Okay, Anna. You get a pass. That's right. You get That's a pass. Right. I, I do. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get into our questions now. And Anna, if you want, you can just hear those. All right. So first question here is, who has inspired you to get involved in music? Ooh, um, that is only a tough question because like, as long as I can remember, um, I've had some fascination with playing music. Like, um, I remember when I was I don't know, probably like six or seven. It's one of those like really vague memories that you have. Um, I remember uh, my friend had one of those guitars that like played little riffs as you hit the buttons. Um, And we put together a concert that we forced our parents to sit through where I played like a bunch of like random made up drums. Um, And so like from that kind of like moment on, I was like, I love this. But it was like, I mean, growing up, like my mom always had on like that 50s and 60s stuff. And so bands like the Beatles and, you know, the Everly Brothers and stuff like that, always just like, just, I don't know, the the catchy hooks of like that poppy early rock stuff, but also just the fact that everybody in the band sang, the harmonies were amazing. Like I've always just loved that. Uh, but then I get in the car with my dad. He was very much more into like the 70s, 80s. Like he listened to a lot of ACDC, but also a lot of Phil Collins and that kind of stuff. And so like, yeah, I don't know. And then you know, I've, I've kind of found my way through, you know, rap and hip hop and heavy metal and, you know, kind of amalgamated into a a lot of different things. Um, I will say one of the bands that I really try and think of the most that like kind of hit me at a pivotal age when I first started playing like bass guitar in high school was like Blink-22 and like some of those other pop punk bands that like their music wasn't super complicated, but it was like a lot of fun, especially when you see them live, like it necessarily wasn't, it wasn't uh, executed very well either (laughs) all the time, but like, just they were having so much fun and just like it was like that that to me is like one of the hardest things sometimes to keep a hold of and like anytime people ask me about like advice for new bands or up-and-coming bands is like you know they call it the music business for a reason 
But like, that is like the one thing to try and like remind yourself, at least for those like 30 to 60 minutes you're on stage, you start doing this because it was fun. Like Mm -hmm. try and find the fun in it and make sure that you're still doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So very complicated answer, but there you go. Hey, we get a lot of, we get a lot of answers. And I, I, I now think all the time, like someone's going to, they're going to say, um, Video games. They're just, they're going to say it, video games. But so you didn't say video games. So I, was, I hope you know. not. I hope not. <laughs> I, can't, I just, I'm so shocked how many people have gotten into music because of video games. Okay. Video games. Here we go. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to that many. I don't know. I didn't play a lot of video games, but I, I didn't listen to the music in any of them that I played really. I mean, Zelda just <laughs> took me. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I did make fun of my brother. He picked us up from the airport and he brought a CD into my car. Probably the first CD that's been played in my car. And uh, I get in the car. I'm yeah. like, well, what's this? And he's like, oh, it's the, I think it was like the Final Fantasy or whatever soundtrack that he just listens to. It's just music. Like there's no, you know, singing or anything. I'm like, okay, you know what? You do you, whatever. So people, people love it. I guess. I could get on board with some of that stuff, uh, like if I'm reading or like mm-hmm. working on something. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know if I could just like yeah. listen to it. I will say, yeah. like, I never played the Final Fantasy games, but I knew a lot of people that were really into it, and, like the storylines and the music was all very yeah. much a part of the, the experience. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question here is: What is the best or your favorite thing about the process? Oh. Um, I think the best and or favorite part of the process has got to be like, cause you always start off with a very, like you start with like really basic ideas and you start putting together. You're like, okay, this is the vision. This is what it is. And then you get in and you start recording and you're like, Ooh, don't love that as much. You know, it'd be cool here. And stuff. And so I think I love the, the process of just like actually, honing and putting it all together and then like when you leave at the end of the day just be really excited about like that is not where i thought it was gonna go and it is Mm -hmm. so much better yeah that's cool yeah um i mean as far as like the recording process live shows will always be my favorite like playing shows is why i continue to do this like i love being on stage and interacting with fans and stuff that's awesome oh yeah love that yay all right next question is who would you want to collaborate with past or present oh man um let's see i think i mean i'm trying to avoid like some of the like really like generic well generic's the wrong word but like some of the obvious Mm -hmm. answers um you know love is songwriting or not like i think paul mccartney has always had like a very interesting spin on writing songs especially like his like late nineties through like mid two thousands, like solo albums were, mm-hmm. I think just kind of in a realm of their own. Um, but, uh, let's see, I guess I would say maybe somebody in the caliber of like, uh, Vic, is it Vic Butch or, but, uh, whatever the guy who recorded like dreams for, uh, Fleetwood mm. Mac and he recorded Nevermind mm. and like just this very super iconic somebody like that or Rick Rubin or something like that who just yeah. is clearly a very special person whose brain works a little bit different than everybody else's that seems to make sense to everybody else when the final product yeah. comes out yeah mm-hmm. that would be rad I forgot about Rick Rubin 
he's <laughs> he's got a like uh, he's got a podcast he does with Malcolm Gladwell. Um, he just did like a video like documentary series thing. And he's just one of those guys that, like, if you saw him on the street, you'd probably hand him some money because he yeah. just looks very unassuming and a little homeless. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I was going to say, he hasn't changed his look ever. <laughs> but it's crazy to go through. It's like, okay, well, he went to college with some of the guys and, like, basically created the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. uh, helped create, like, Def Jam Records and LL Cool J, and, like, has done some of the biggest, like, rock records. And it's just like, I don't know, he's just a very interesting and ignat Like, he's an enigma. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. A weird guy. <laughs> I know. I love it. Love it. All right. What are your plans for the upcoming year? We kind of talked about it, but other <laughs> other plans. Um. So we really are trying to make the most of our time. So we're we've already got some studio time scheduled, probably for like some acoustic stuff. Um. Just because uh, we really like the acoustic stuff, and it's also in this world of content, it's a it's a good thing because you know it reaches a bigger audience, but also just gives people something a little different mm-hmm. to listen to. Um, so I know we have some of that coming up. Um, I think we're trying to get some more hard studio time, um, to get like some new songs written and then, yeah, we're definitely trying to get on the road as much as we can this summer and fall. Um, we've got a few opportunities that have been tossed our way. So we're kind of looking through like contracts and scheduling and stuff like that. Yeah. And your play was it on Octane, right? Were you guys playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so a couple weeks ago we were featured on uh, the test drive in Octane uh, with a band called uh, Point North. We're, those guys are phenomenal. And I don't know if it was them or their social media team, but they seem like really pleasant people. I'd love to hang out and tour with those guys. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's so fascinating. How do you get on test drive? How does that work? Oh, man, lots of hard work. Uh, we pitched uh, yeah. Octane a few times over the years, and they just, you know, it's never been the right song. But uh, I think part of it is having the the radio people um again it's you know figuring out who and what some of those connections are um but mm-hmm. also just we finally got a song together that you know they mm-hmm. appealed to them um and you know they have such a big listenership and it's uh, you know you know not to get too into the weeds but like paywall is very much alive in a lot of like fm radio stations and stuff like that so like when you start pitching songs you can be like uh, hey, so we want to put the song in on your radio station. They'll be like, okay, well, we'll throw it on four times a day, but we also have a, uh, a team luncheon coming up and we need some t-shirts. So if you guys want to buy some t-shirts, we'll make sure you get in rotation. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff like that happens. Sirius mm. XM is not like that. Um, mm. Like they are a corporation. They have, I mean, not in a bad way, um, <laughs> but like yeah. they have investors and like, they're just, they're very focused on like the, the, the data and stuff like that of like, what is going to like, keep people engaged and like what are the yeah. you know what are successful in their stations and so in some ways it was almost harder getting on to octane just because like you really just they have to feel that the song you're pitching is the one yeah. that they want to play so mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean so a lot of it was just hard work and a stroke of luck man that's yeah. awesome what's the other one anna is it black craft oh yeah the black craft unsigned bands or something right yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a similar thing too. I don't know. They're they're always doing stuff like that where if it's like getting onto a festival or something that you know, other bands that we interview yeah. that have done. Well so, and um yeah. I think yeah. Jose Mangan must have said it when he was maybe introducing your song or something that you guys had been on Octane before and that's why I said my friend that was like a, a big fan of you guys was like, I didn't know they were. I don't I don't know. I don't remember them being on it before, but that's cool if they had been 
full disclosure, I think he got tired. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Unless it was like a really random, like middle of the night, like one of the DJs just chose yeah. to play us. But like, as far as we know, we've never yeah. had spins on Octavia. Well, it was pretty, we were pretty excited to see you so, on there, so it was pretty cool. Did you did you tell Steve that I did, we were interviewing? Yeah. yeah. So Bob? he was texting me a bunch of stuff and he was very excited. So <laughs> he's fangirling yeah. at home yeah. right now. He's very excited. Yeah. I made did some jokes about what No, no. He, he was just he was Oh. I was gonna say Yeah, I'm... yeah. Say hi to Steve. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I, I made some jokes about Lewiston earlier, but like that has very much always been like our home crowd and like uh, there was a venue called the third wheel that, you know, closed down a couple of years ago that like, that was our spot. Whenever we played, you know, local shows, it was always at the third wheel and the fans were absolutely incredible down there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Steve. Uh, hope you're uh, still enjoying the music. After this interview. <laughs> well, and he said, you know, one of the things he, he brought up, cause obviously we don't really know the crowd and, or the, the, who, who a lot of people in Idaho, but he was like to get a, like a rock band to, to get a lot of momentum in, in Idaho is a really big deal. And so like, there's not as big of a scene for it there. So he's always been pretty stoked and he's gotten me into a lot of different, like local bands from Idaho. I feel like I don't know any of them are still around, but um, it's kind of fun to see a little bit of a different, you know, their local music and, and some of the scenes from over there. So, yeah. For sure. There's been a couple of really great bands that have kind of come and gone through the, the mm-hmm. Lewiston scene. Love it. So it's de- what is definitely the... not like a black hole, but like, there's not right. an abundance for yeah. sure. So what's the scene? Why is that hard for rock music to, I don't know. Is it? It's just a really eclectic group. Um, and the bigger cities where you typically have bigger scenes, like, so you have Coeur d'Alene, which is again, about 70 mm-hmm. miles North of us. Mm-hmm. Um, just not really a big music scene. It's very touristy and, you know, a lot of people have second homes up there and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the bands that play up there more along the lines of like bar bands or like dancey mm-hmm. or country or something, something like that where people can get up and like move around on the dance floor while they're slightly yeah. intoxicated. Um, Boise is got a, a little bit more. They have a knitting factory down there and their radio station, uh, 100.3, the X does a really good job of bringing in great shows to the, the knitting factory. But as far as local bands, like, um, they have a couple of really good, like smaller bands that, you know, are, are doing their thing down there. But I think the only band that's like big band, well, two big bands I can think of that have come out of Biz- Boise are, uh, they might be giants and, uh, built to spills like the big Idaho, like that's usually the band people are like, Oh, that oh, band's yeah. from Idaho. <laughs> built to spill was like big in the nineties. So. Oh, cool. Ah. Perfect. All right. Next question here is what's the story behind one of your favorite songs you've done? Hmm. Uh, trying to think of one that is not controversial. (laughs) Uh, No, I will say, uh, I think one of my favorite songs to play and it was a great time shooting the video and, still kind of like resonates a little bit um, is we, we wrote a song uh, a few years ago that was just kind of like out of a place of frustration as far as like, you know, this music scene is like 
kind of a beatdown. Like you work really hard and sometimes you get those breaks and sometimes like for no reason at all, you don't get those breaks. Um, and a lot of times it's very frustrating as far as like, you know, you start talking to people and you're like, oh, I'd really like to work with you. And they're like, ah, oh, well, I mean your Facebook numbers. And you're like, okay, well, you get your Facebook numbers up. And they're like, well, I mean your Instagram numbers. And you're like, okay, well, you get those up. And they're like, oh, well, I mean your Foursquare numbers. And you're like, okay, what else? Just tell me no. Tell me you don't like the music. Tell me whatever it is. Like, don't string yeah. us along. Um, and so there is some of that frustration that went into um, Sticks and Stones. Ah, I knew I'd get it. Uh, <laughs> So, and I mean, that's kind of like where I think of as far as that song, as far as like, you know, it's a real beat down, but like, just keep moving forward, like just crawling and, you know, inching and whatever you need to do, like, just keep moving, keep like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of those songs that I've always really liked because it appeals to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also a fun video. We shot it in the auditorium of uh, Moscow High School. Um, and it was one of those random, like schedules kind of lined late at the last minute. We're like, okay, we need a venue. And Scott's wife just happens to teach for a Moscow school district. And, and I don't know. It was a, a weird thing where they're like, I don't know, we need somebody there. And so she calls like the janitor who they put her in contact with. And he was like, yeah, I don't care. I'll unlock it. Just make sure you lock the doors on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean that one, I think another one that's like kind of popular. We don't play it as often live. We, I think we're talking about bringing it back, but like six feet under is another one where like a lot of people got really worked up when we released that song. Cause as soon as we released it, there's a lot of people that got into like the typical tropes of like, you know, gun ownership and like blah, blah, blah. And this, that, and the other. And it's like, we're not making a comment on that. We're making a comment on like how fucking sad it is that like, you know, we're this many years in and there's a lot of conversations that seem to be happening that are going nowhere. Nobody's solving these issues. Like mm-hmm. how many more schools are going to get shot up? How many more malls or movie theaters and things like mm-hmm. that? Like, yeah, like as far as like gun ownership, like George and I collectively have a small arsenal between us. Like we're <laughs> very in support of people owning guns responsibly, but yeah. like we also have to own the fact that like in this country, we have a epidemic of, you know, mental health and, needs and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. and there's just a lot of stuff that we'd rather like not address and then when it becomes a huge issue we're like oh i i didn't see that coming right "Mm, i think we kind of (laughs) did yeah so for sure but yeah awesome all right next question uh what's the meaning or story behind your group name uh I really, really wish we had a good story, uh, but we don't. So when we hit that spot that I was talking about, as far as like our old band had run its course and we got together, we're like, you know, it's middle of the day on a Saturday. Let's get together at our favorite local restaurant, uh, which happened to be La Casa Lopez in Moscow. We're like, let's just get together, have some Mexican food, have a couple of margaritas. We'll figure this out. (laughs) And several margaritas later... We were just like, literally, we're like, okay, we're doing this for sure. And like, we're kind of throwing out names and like, you know, it was just one of those, like for the first two hours, it was like, that's dumb. That's like, there's like 17 of those. That's not even a word. Like, and kind of going back and forth. And finally, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, well, what about silent theory? And we're like, I don't know. We kind of looked around and there wasn't like a ton of those. And we're like. No, no, we'll, we'll use it for a show and see how it goes. And, you know, we just haven't looked back, so. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. I know. There's usually not, like, a cool story behind how the name is created. 
see. It's if only, I mean, would. I think it's an interesting story though, because it's it yeah. becomes your like it just becomes you at some point and like it's just I don't know. People don't think about it, I think, that like, oh, that's a weird name, or at least I don't. Like anytime I hear yeah. a band's name and then later we like hear their story, I'm like, Oh yeah, that is kind of like different or you know, I don't know. I, I think it's cool to hear. Even if it's like something yeah. random. <laughs> Her favorite question. Yeah. And people like they love when they listen to our episodes, they love that mm-hmm. we ask that because they I mean it's always like, how did they come up with that name? And it's Yeah. It's always you know, it's just a few margaritas yeah. in and yeah. silent theory. <laughs> all, many yep. good decisions have been made after a few margaritas, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Some bad ones, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> some bad ones. Yeah, yeah. But some good ones. You- was there a band name where you guys were like that you almost went with that you can remember? Uh, no, <laughs> none that I can think of that we almost went with. Um, there was a few um, that our singer at the time threw out that were different variations of affliction. And it's like, okay, well, stop reading your shirt and <laughs> like think of something different. <laughs> like, because he wanted to be like faded affliction or silent affliction or. Like it's oh. things like that. We're like no affliction. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, if you say Ed Hardy, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> I know we have Amity. We have Amity affliction. So that's that's there. <laughs> it's the only affliction we can we can't can't do. That's the only affliction we can we can take. <laughs> that that one will. They produce some real good depressing songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your prior band when you, you said you, that one had run its course, um, was that some, was some of the same members though? Yes. So at the time that band ended, it was, uh, Mitch who plays drums, uh, Scott who plays lead guitar, myself. And at the time it was our singer. So really it was just our other guitar player. Um, like we kind of parted ways with him and our management at the time. Um, and then, you know, obviously we, we swapped out singers and stuff like that yeah. and brought George in. So it's been a few other lineup changes, but for the bulk of the time that we've been playing music together, it's been me, Mitch and Scott. Nice. Mm. That's cool. Cool. All right. Last, last question of these ones um, is if you could open for anyone, who would it be? Ooh. Um, I think I would have to say probably a band like Nothing More. Um, one, I absolutely love their music, but mm-hmm. also I think they put on a phenomenal live show. Yes. And so I would love to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we've played shows with like From Ashes to New, and those guys were cool as shit awesome. and put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of bands, but I think Nothing More is a band that I would really like to tour with. Yeah. Yeah, they are for sure one of my favorite shows I've seen. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go see them in April. Yeah, I think. yep, in April. Okay. Yeah, I saw them at Alcor Zone, and then I also saw them at the Knitting Factory in Spokane once, too. So it's kind of fun. Oh, how did that work at Elcor Zone? I know. It was it was real early. Johnny uh, plays on that giant thing. Yeah, it was very early <laughs> in, their, uh, in their time, and it was uh, – I don't think his – 
uh, whatever it is, scorpion or whatever. I don't think it was quite as big then, um, but he still did a similar thing. And it was very, very impressive. <laughs> what? Yes. I love that that's both an instrument of sorts and also like the brainchild. I can't remember if it was the bassist or the drummer, but one of them's basically got a background in engineering. Oh. Just like, yeah, I could build something weird. And that's what he went <laughs> was, with. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he was the drummer before, so it still incorporates. He gets to drum a little bit for part of the show and, yeah. and he's hanging up there and just whatever he's doing, he's, he's going crazy. So it's very cool. I like it. We would, I wonder if that show was sold out at El Corazon. I didn't go with you to that one. No. Yeah, it was you know. So I don't know. We we saw Bad Omens there and it was sold out and it was just good luck if you have to pee. Yep. <laughs> I mean you're not moving. It's your it's just it was tight. I don't know why they play like bigger bands play there. I wonder if it's cheaper or something to book there. Is that how that works? Uh, maybe it all depends. Oh. Um, Cause a lot of times, especially at that level, like the, the promoter will, you know, throw out like money as far as like, you know, we'll pay you this much to come and we'll take care of opening bands or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, typically for opening bands, it's usually like a small amount or door split or they offer to feed you. Um, oh. They're on our first tour. We played, you could call it a bar. It was a, a venue of sorts that was attached to a strip club in Nino, Wisconsin. Oh shit! And there was two two of us bands that were on tour. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna feed you and give you a door split." Clearly, not as many people were coming to the rock show as they were going to the strip club. Right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but when we got there, they're like, "Oh, we got dinner coming out of the oven for you right now." We're like, "Great, awesome!" So for two bands and ten guys total, they brought out two Tony's pizzas. Okay. And we're like. I'm sorry, what? And they're like, you can have a bar tab. And we're like, great, give me some beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. <laughs> I'm kidding. My God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, so when you've played, because we've had um, people say that they like to play outside of their hometown. And even if it's just a crowd of like, I don't know, 10, 15, that they thrive on that rather than playing, you know, local all the time do you have any preference or i mean i would love to say that we had a bigger home scene and like we used to have a pretty decent one down in lewiston before the venue closed but mm -hmm. honestly like our biggest following is in the midwest and kind of more east than that um oh, cool. and so like we play shows around here people are like oh yeah we know those guys like whatever and there's not as much like what i guess excitement but, yeah. uh, you know, whenever we've played like Michigan or Illinois and stuff like that, like we always get really great crowds and, you know, a lot of yeah. people are excited to see us. Nice. So that, that so feels good when people are excited to be there rather than feeling like they're obligated to be there. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like if you're at home too, maybe you'll get a lot of people, you know, I don't know if it's weird to play in front of a bunch of people, you know, like I feel like I would feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It definitely like maybe. takes the seriousness down a notch. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I actually heard of you guys uh, through my friend Mike, who lives in Houston, and oh. he was in a band called Saturate, and he's like, yeah, you need to check out Silent Theory, and I was like, oh, they're from Idaho, they're close by me. <laughs> so, yeah, Texas, that makes sense. I mean, out that way. Have you guys played in Texas then? Uh... Well, kind of. So the old band played at South by Southwest a long time ago in like 2009. Um, 
trying to think. I don't think Sign of the Theory has ever played Texas. We played close because we played Rocklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've played Oklahoma yeah. City and kind of like in that area, like gets closer to Texas. But um, yeah, I don't think we've ever played in Texas for as big as the state is. Man, it's like, I feel like so everybody goes to like at least Dallas. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Pantera is from Dallas, so there's clearly a rock scene. Right. Yeah, true. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm always I, shocked by the rock scene over in Texas. I just <laughs> I still, I still cannot wrap my mind around it for some reason. Yeah, we've interviewed plenty of bands from Texas, mm-hmm. and yeah, it still, it's like, oh, it's not just a country yeah. vibe there. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not the case. No, nope. at all. What? No, no. Um, what's your your old band's name? Uh, the band is called Faded. 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 I'll have to look yep. That too. Uh. It was okay. <laughs> uh, the guy that we parted ways with, which we've, you know, made, you know, good, made good with. Uh, Josh yeah. is a really, really great guy. I don't think he ever loved me being in the band, but um, I mean, the music was good. It was definitely different. It was a slower early 2000s, like, was very reminiscent of, like, corn, kind of, but, like, mm-hmm. wasn't quite as, like, genty as corn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, they were fun songs to play live. But I definitely think that our songwriting has evolved as we've gotten older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. When did you graduate high school? Ooh. Uh, I graduated in 2002. I am the oldest member of the band. Oh. <laughs> Dakota, is ten, Dakota is 10 years younger than me. Oh. Daco- or George is like eight years younger than me. Uh, Mitch and Scott are a little bit closer, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely we... the, the old man of the group. <laughs> uh, yeah, we graduated in 05. Mm-hmm. So not, not too not far, far. At all. <laughs> we're getting We're getting old over there in the... Well, it's nice to be amongst someone our age because the past few bands, they've been like 24, 25. And... Lindsay was like, text me, and she's like, did... It- what what is bet? I don't I don't know if you said like what does bet yeah. mean? Like why why does it keep saying bet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, people say it all the time now. <laughs> like it's a it's a young, it's a young kid thing. They say bet. I don't know. <laughs> it is. Well, at first I thought it was like a Texas thing. Oh yeah. And then my Mike, but Mike, you know, he's from there, and I'm like, do you say bet? And he's he'll be forty. He's like, no, but I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And then but then my friend's kid, who's <laughs> seven, said it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's just a young kid. Young. Yeah. <laughs> We're too old to say bet. <laughs> well, I tried. I tried. I was like, I in a with Mike in a conversation, I'm like, I can't. No. I can't take myself seriously <laughs> saying bet right now. I'll just say it's all good. It's all good. No, no. Don't do it. <laughs> It'll be out by the time you figure out how to incorporate it into your normal vocabulary. People won't say it anymore, and then you'll see mold again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you have kids? Oh, thank God, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, Mitch, Scott, and George all have kids. Uh, Dakota and I are still childless. Um, mm-hmm. I don't plan on having kids. Yeah. I mean, We'll see, but I I like being able to spend money and go on vacation and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I spend a lot yeah. of money and go on vacation, but uh... well, 
<laughs> Anna has three kiddos. Yeah, they, yeah. I am childless. But you have no. fur babies. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's a best case scenario for me because I love Mitch Scott and George's. Like, they have the cutest yeah. kids. They're fun to play mm-hmm. with. Like, I love being the fun uncle. Yeah. And yeah. then at the end of the day, being like, here you go. Yep. Yep. I'm done. Yep. I'm, I'm going to go sleep all night yeah. long. <laughs> I know. I know. Anna and her husband and kids visited me at work and her daughter, Claire, is like, we're besties. But then. Then she's she like, softy. yeah, she's like, I'm going to go take a nap later. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> not me. I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Crazy oh shoot! Okay, <clears throat> so I'm trying to keep this around an hour and not get too crazy. But you did send us agony. So mm-hmm. before we play agony, what is agony about? Oh man! Um, so this is another one of those where, like, I think Dakota was really kind of in the frame of mind, like, because every time we get to like a plateau in this business, it does feel like you know, it's the end of the road. And so I think for him, this song was really kind of focused on just like, I mean, what else do we do? Where do we go? And basically just kind of about like giving in to the chaos and, you know, just welcoming the agony of, you know, whatever the situation is so that you can power through to get to the next one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we want to mean whatever, to you mm-hmm. i've had a lot of people tell me like oh man this got me through my breakup or like right. oh. you know whatever things like that and i love hearing that stuff because i mean music is such a big process tool for me but yeah yeah, yeah. same yeah for sure well cool yay Thank you. 
city is killing me and honestly dragging me through the happening and falling and forgiveness maybe some commonality I won't let you down Give me just a second I'm taking it and imagining that everything I'm gathering shattering my reality is giving me a feeling it's motive is to dismantle me I won't let you down I won't let you down I couldn't take All of our questions, Anna. Do we have any anything else to add? No, I don't think so. We're so stoked that you were able to join us, and we got to get a little piece of that and a close to home one. So that's always fun for us too. Yes. So. Finally, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, and if yeah. I could do some shameless plugs before I absolutely. go, absolutely. Yes. Um, you know. Obviously, we're on all of the major uh, social media platforms, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Um, definitely go give us that blue, big blue thumbs up. Uh, we appreciate it, and it matter, matters a lot in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, go check us out at silenttheory.com. Um, you can check and keep an eye on uh, tour dates, things like that. And there, we also have a store that you can that's linked to off of there. Um you know, a lot of cool swag, a lot of great gifts. If you have any birthdays coming up, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, yeah, check us out on YouTube. We have a lot of really great music videos. I'm very proud of the work that we've done and the people we've been able to work with. Um, so yeah, check it out. We, yeah, we'll probably be releasing a new song here next month, I think, uh, with a new video and everything like that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Awesome. We, w- we are going to check all of that out for sure. Yeah. All I did the other day was watch your music videos while I was getting a pedicure. So. Love it. Yeah. Oh, well, we definitely appreciate it. <laughs> Love them. All right. Well, thank you, Bob, for joining us and can't wait to hear your next single. I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you. All right. <laughs>